Welcome to Knitter Square. I'm your host, Leanne Hunt, and I hope you'll pick up your knitting and spend the next little while with me as we share that warm, fuzzy feeling that comes when we knit and crochet for charity. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Knitter Square podcast. This is the second season, first episode. And I'm recording this on a very cool summer's day here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, We've had a lot of rain and um, it's very unseasonal, but I think um, I can speak for my garden. (laughs) Certainly enjoying the extra wet weather uh, if the grass is growing well. And I think the flowers and the vegetables are doing fine too, which is always nice. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to say I hope you all had a peaceful and safe and healthy Christmas and New Year. I know some of our members have been affected by COVID and our thoughts go out to you and your families and um, it's just it's a tough time that we're all going through. I have some thoughts on that which I'll share later in the podcast episode Um, but for now it's great to have you back and um, this is a special time that we can share together. So I hope you've picked up your knitting and we can share this little um, segment of time together just uh, being in each other's company and celebrating the thing that we care about which of course is um, making blankets and beanies and hand warmers and uh, toys soft toys for the orphaned and vulnerable children here in South Africa. Right and in the second season of the podcast I will have some more news and interviews coming up. This first episode I decided to just um, spend spend it doing a solo episode uh, just so that I could um, lay out some thoughts on of my own, because of course I always interview the other members and they always have wonderful things to share. This time I thought I'd just um, uh, take the time to share some of the things that have been on my mind, especially as um, the barn is um, not operating at full at full capacity, as you probably know if you've been on Facebook. Um, we've had Estelle and Athelay and Audrey and Liz and a few of the others go into the barn on a Tuesday morning to uh, sort out the post and take squares home to sew up into blankets. And they, plus their teams of volunteers, have been doing a fantastic job. Um, you'll probably have seen the lovely pictures on the Facebook page, uh, the Knitter Square page on Facebook and the Knitter Square UK group on Facebook. Um, we've we've really seen... Uh, some amazing work being done by a small team of people who are really dedicated and committed. So uh, our thoughts, our our appreciation goes out to them. So until I can get back to um, interviewing Estelle and Ath, and especially Rhonda, who's been away in Cape Town um, and at the Game Reserve, until I can get to interview them and find out some details from them on how the barn is, is progressing, I'm going to share with you just what I've been up to. Um, Over Christmas, December and January, I was privileged to go away a couple of times with my husband. Um, Being locked down, we had to be very careful. So we we used our holiday timeshare and we went away, but we we sort of were very careful. We ate out a few times wearing our masks and keeping social distance and all that. But a lot of the time we actually just spent doing our own thing my husband likes to play computer games of course I like to knit and crochet and we did some visiting of family members because we spent our time in the Midlands where my husband grew up and where his father lives 
in a retirement village. And so it was really um, lovely to get out into the country. The first place we visited was um, a place called Midland Saddle and Trout, which is a um, sort of a, an equestrian centre in a way, although it's it's more geared towards um, just casual trail rides and things. So they have horses. I didn't do any riding, um, but my husband did some walking and I took advantage of the spa because they have <laughs> they have a lovely spa there. So I did some, uh, I had a massage and a pedicure, which was great. Um, and I, I had Tango with me that time. So we went walking. Uh, when I go walking with my guide dog, I have to be very careful of not losing my way. And fortunately, at that particular location, it was uh, nice to be able to walk along the road and find my way by means of the big trees. So I'd look out for a particular clump of three trees grouped together. And then just beyond that, the driveway to our cottage. And um, that way <laughs> I wouldn't get lost. Then after that, we went to um, a, f a friend's farm. Um, my sister was house sitting and we stayed for a couple of nights on the farm with her. Um, that was again, just a beautiful part of the world. The breeds of cows that the farmers tend to use in that area are the Jersey cows, which I'm sure many of you will know, and the Nguni cow, which is the, um, it's a native breed to South Africa, a very beautiful um, breed of cattle, I believe. Um, it's, it's coat, I don't know if you call it, it's hide. <laughs> it's hide is a sort of a speckled brown and, and beige and white uh, and it has apparently very big horns. I never got close enough to, to them to see them. But uh, my husband did. And um, he took my dog Tango up pretty close. And she wasn't too charmed. She was a bit nervous. And they have the, the most amazing nature. Um, when we were leaving, the cows were sort of all grouped and clumped nearby the fence. And we were driving away. And they actually started mooing. They started making a big noise and I said to my husband it's as if they're asking you to please bring the dog back they've enjoyed visiting with the dog um but literally as we drove down the driveway they they sort of ran alongside the fence with us mooing and calling and apparently we are told that they're very sociable animals and they just love to be with people which is so strange I think for cows <laughs> anyway that was um that was that part of the Midlands and then we actually went away this last weekend or week we actually spent a week away also in the Midlands um, in a place called Whispering Waters and from that you can hear it's also a lovely destination so Tango did some swimming in the dam there also visiting with cows <laughs> funny dog Okay, so once we got back, um, I was keen to get back into more routine things and um, being away is lovely, but I love to come home. You know, when you're partially sighted, it's just quite tough being in unfamiliar settings. I didn't feel as independent and capable as I usually do at home. So coming home when I'm able to make a cup of tea without sort of getting stressed out and being able to cook a meal, uh, it's just it has its huge advantages being back at home but I was feeling quite inspired to get back into a lot of things and although I had taken um, some knitting and crocheting away with me it was exciting to get back and clear out my knitting cupboard and reorganize all my balls of wool and my needles and crochet hooks and everything so that was fun I actually really enjoyed putting order back into my life 
Um, and I've begun, begun a couple of new projects in this year um, to challenge myself, actually. So I decided to knit a cowl. So I used a pattern which a friend of mine um, read out for me and I transcribed onto my computer. And then, of course, my computer has uh, accessibility software, which means that it reads aloud to me what what is typed there. So my friend got together with me on WhatsApp and she read out the pattern with all the abbreviations and we discussed it. And then I literally typed the pattern out. And I did that for a cowl, which has sort of a staggered uh, rib pattern. Very pretty. And I did that in a, a sort of a cream and a pink and a purple. And it's coming out really nicely. I'm nearly finished that. And the other um, project that I'm working on, which is also quite challenging, is a bottom-up um, sweater knitted in the round. It's a plain uh, pattern, which again my my friend read out for me. But it's the kind of pattern that you can you can sort of dicky up if you want to add in a lace feature, or you can do color rows, or all sorts of interesting things. And so I'm knitting that in a um, in a double knitting. The the color is called duckling. It's a sort of a blue, slightly greeny blue, but it's very, very pretty. Um, soft, soft color, which I suppose has a an icy, an icy blue-green kind of feel to it. Anyway, that's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to sort of working on that as winter approaches. And then, of course, besides that, I'm knitting on all my squares for Knit a Square and um, lots of crocheting. The squares, I am... Um, are especially nice because I managed to get hold of some variegated wool and that was while we were in the Midlands. I love to support local retailers and local industry so I had a lot of fun spending money and I went to a, a local um, wool shop while I was there and I found a wool that um, somebody has put out recently in South Africa uh, in very beautiful variegated colors. Now the the brand, if you are in South Africa, you may have come across. It's the brand that's been put out by the um, charity called Sixty Seven Blankets for Nelson Mandela Day, and uh, they actually commissioned um, a local uh, yarn company to manufacture the brand um, and put their own label on it. And for knitted squares and scarves and things like that, it's extremely effective, which you'll know if you're used to using variegated colors, but um, uh, for me, it's been great because the the particular color sections are are distanced very nicely from each other, so that when you do a square, and especially what I like to do is a corner to corner square, um, you get these amazing diagonal stripes in different colors, and they they are nicely spaced apart, so that you get a like a centimeter or two of each color, and it's very dramatic. If you've if you've seen any of my squares on Facebook, you'll know. But if you've knitted some of your own, you'll also know how satisfying it is. So that's what I've been up to. And then, of course, I wanted to discuss just with what's been on my mind which is very much about um, getting our priorities straight in 2021. You know, we've entered this year um, off the back of a, a very different year with the pandemic. And I think um, many of us expected things would be back to normal by now. And of course, they're not. So um, 
I've been sort of doing a lot of thinking about um, really what matters during this time. And of course, this is different for everybody. I don't have a, a, a job that I go to every day. Um, and of course, you know, being at home and having an involvement in a charity, I am pretty free to use my time as I want to. But even so, you know, I think um, one could get very frustrated with, like some people say, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. Every day every day that you wake up is just the same and the same thing happens over and over and it's not changing. So no matter where you are, um, there is a certain amount of frustration and, you know, needing to, to, um, to find ways of coping. And I think some of it comes down to just lowering our expect expectations and making, you know, being satisfied with, with less, finding joy in the smaller things rather than having to do great big things that will sort of bring lots and lots of excitement and adventure. And, um, you know, so I, I, what, what for me has, has been special is just something that I learned years ago when I first began losing my sight. Um, and reviving this lesson and it's a lesson of finding freedom within your limitation you know as a visually impaired person there is a lot of limitation in my life as it is um, I've never been able to drive a car and I can't read newspapers and magazines and it's got to the point where I certainly can't see friends faces or um, you know even finding my way around my own home can be quite um, quite complicated especially if there are other people who I'm going to walk walk into as I go down the passage. So um, there are big limitations. And of course, it, it um, carries over to things like, you know, basic things like cooking and using my computer and, um, you know, finding out information and all that. But the fact is that no matter what your circumstances are, and many of you know this already, but no matter what your circumstances are, there are ways and means of finding freedom within that limitation. Um, it takes a little bit of um, exploration and it takes a little bit of experimentation. Um, and perhaps it may even take some help from, from outsiders who can sort of get a different perspective on your life and, and suggest things that you may not have thought of before. But, you know, even if you are housebound, um, locked in, locked down, um, it doesn't take very much to to be able to create a really comfortable lifestyle for yourself. Um, as long as your your basic needs of sort of food and shelter are met, you you can um, find wonderful ways of of um, keeping yourself occupied. I just heard a podcast this week which brought that back to me again, where the podcaster was talking about. Um, making small making up celebrations the podcast if you're interested is called the lazy genius podcast and um the the podcaster was talking about you know if you can't look forward to going on holiday overseas this year you can certainly look forward to say um national pizza day <laughs> which apparently is in february in america so there's all sorts of uh, special days that are on the calendar um, but even if there isn't a special day, you could always invent something like a, a family games night online. Um, or you could uh, sort of decide that Friday is going to be wearing purple day. And you could uh, alert all your friends on social media that on Friday you're going to be wearing purple. And would they like to join you to just um, do a wearing purple day? So... <laughs> 
I mean, these are little ideas, but how about finding freedom within your limitation by being a little bit crazy and a little bit unusual and bold, actually, um, you know, if, if, if knitting and crocheting is your thing, then you could actually find freedom in, um, in other ways and, and do a knit along with a few friends and do something that where there's a prize involved. Um, I love the idea of actually, you know, doing a, a, a read along and, and getting a bunch of friends involved in reading the same novel and then, um, doing a, a zoom chat and having a book club online to discuss that book. And it doesn't have to be part of a regular book club, but it actually can just be a once-off. And um, here's another idea. Um, this I actually did last year. I started it last year and it's carried on for so long, is I got in touch with some friends of mine who I haven't seen since my children were young. So they were in, um, well, they were babies, sort of 25 to 30 years ago. And so these friends of mine go back a very long time and I haven't seen many of them for years because they live overseas. But in about February last year, as um, we were going into this whole pandemic thing, I contacted them all by email. I contacted eight of them and I said, I wanted to do something which I called project friendship. And I said, this is just going to be a complete experiment. I feel like doing something new and different. And I would like to know if all of you or any of you would be keen to get together on a monthly basis to sort of just have a catch up, just, a you know, an afternoon of chat. And most of them were very keen. I think there were only one or two that felt that they didn't have time for it, but most of them were keen. And this has been going on for a year already. We uh, get together. Actually, it's, it's worked out at once every six weeks and I, I coordinate it and we don't really choose a theme for discussing um it's very very casual we just get together um and when there's a a a shift in time zone like daylight saving or something we just um you know shift our shift our arrangements and and compensate for that but um to do something like that i didn't expect it would be so, so successful but everybody appreciates it and it's it's become such a special thing to reconnect and just catch up, you know, what the children are doing now that they're all grown up and having babies of their own. And what we are doing now that we're no longer young mothers, but sort of into our sort of later years. And we are um, having to sort of reinvent ourselves in many cases, because, you know, we no longer have the built in things, um, occupations of school and homework and extramural activities and all that. We are really having to, um, to find new hobbies and it's really fun to to catch up and chat with each other so that's my thought for you is just um uh whatever your limitations are there are ways of finding freedom within those limitations and if it takes a little bit of effort a little bit of um asking um advice or suggestions from people around you uh, do that because um it's a challenge it really is we are in a very limited phase at the moment but as anybody who is housebound through um, frailty or through um, disability or chronic illness will tell you, um, there certainly are ways of, of um, keeping, keeping the wheels turning, keeping your social life active and busy and um, remaining productive and feeling as if you are a useful part of society. So that would be my encouragement for you as we go forward into this uh, new year. 
Um, I hope that your knitting projects are up and running and that you are in, feeling inspired about um, your your projects that you have on the go. Um, and uh, if you haven't yet um, been able to send off any parcels to South Africa, rest assured that uh, we are definitely receiving parcels this end. Um, and it's great to, to have them arriving at the post office and at the barn and um, being able to join the squares and things into blankets in readiness for distributions. I'm sure that we'll be seeing distributions coming up thick and fast in the months, weeks and months ahead. And I just um, ask you to keep your, your eyes open for whatever has been posted on Facebook and on the, and on the website. And then um, I'd just like to encourage you once again, as always, to share the podcast. Let let your friends know that we're up and running again. And um, I'm sorry if I've rambled a bit in this particular episode. Um, I will definitely be um, coordinating some guests for the next few episodes going forward. And as I've said before, if you feel that you have a story to share, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about knitting. But if you're a... Um, a member of Knitter Square and you you enjoy um, contributing and you share the vision then we'd just like to get you to get to know you better um, and so we can put a, a voice to the name that we see so often on the website on the forum and on Facebook. So that's all from me for today and um, I really hope that you'll join me again in two weeks time for our next uh, episode. So this is Leanne Hunt casting off. You can find show notes at www.knit-a-square.com slash kas-podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast if you've enjoyed it, and you can share links on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever your knitting friends congregate. Together, we are bringing hope to South Africa's vulnerable children, one square at a time.